Yo, what's going on Sunday afternoon, Broga? It's your boy Jerry, the TR Expert Washington here at General Fitness Company Studio. Today is September 15th, 2021. It is Wednesday. We're in the middle of the week. It's hump day. It is also Yom Kippur. And I have a little episode about Yom Kippur. You may not, may or may not be Jewish, uh, but, uh, you know, <laughs> when it comes to, uh, yeah, ancient knowledge you know i I consider religion in a sense ancient knowledge uh it it does have it's 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 uh it does have its points where we do have some understanding of where these people that wrote these things and believe these things were coming from so this day of atonement i think is very important it's actually very important in the in the jewish calendar but i think it's it should be important for all of us because what atonement actually brings to us is a level of understanding uh, that we are all one. And I'll get into that a little bit. I'm going to give you some philosophy from uh, the Jewish philosopher Martin Buber. Also give you a little story about old McDonald. Yeah, he had a farm and uh, believe it or not, he was a real person and he had a farm that pretty much saved his town. So we're going to talk about that just a little bit. And uh, yeah, I think that's what I got for you. (laughs) That's what I got for you in terms of an intro at least. So when we get right into it, season eight, Episode 103, this is Build Forgiveness into the Land. Lego! All right, so tonight is Yom Kippur. It is uh, the Day of Atonement, and uh, yeah, while many of these, uh, many of my listeners probably won't be hearing this on the day of, uh, you know, I still have some uh, pretty poignant messages for uh, today. I got a couple stories lined up, and some things that I want to talk about. Uh, I got a Jewish theo- theologian. We got a farmer. We got a lot of that we're going to talk about today. So, uh, yeah, I, I actually picked up a book not too long ago called "I Am Thou" by a Jewish the- theologian. Martin Buber. He's actually a pretty famous one. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to talk about that a little bit, but I didn't want to give you like a full book report. Uh, but it was something that I was thinking about in this morning's study. And, uh, you know, it was about love and hate. But first, before we get into that, I wanted to talk about old McDonald. Do you remember that guy, old McDonald? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you probably remember him. He had those uh, animals quacking around here and quack around there and <laughs> I don't know about that guy. I think after a few years, uh, I would probably go pretty crazy with every, if everywhere there was a quack quack, and not to mention a moo moo. <laughs> but you know, old McDonald, he's actually a real person. He wasn't just any old farmer. You know, they actually wrote a song about him for a reason. He was a, a guy that had probably the best farm ever, and it was all because of a drought. Now you see, uh, there came a time when there was no rain for like months for old McDonald's farm. The, the people around him panicked because. Uh, Mr. McDonald was the, the supplier of the, of the town's food. So 
if the farm didn't get any rain, well, the crops didn't grow. And if the crops didn't grow, of course, the people didn't eat. But old McDonald, he had a plan and he'd been working on it for a while. And the same reason why people like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar play in the year for playing the NBA for 20 years, why Tom Brady's been in the league for 20 years, why Warren Buffett keeps 20 million on cash at hand. You know, it's kind of interesting to think about this. Uh, but uh, these are the reasons why he was successful. And the reason why he was successful is because he uh, built forgiveness into the land. All right. So we're talking, we're still staying with that theme of forgiveness. So, you know, I was just, while reading that story, I was thinking about to this, this trip I had to the Bahamas, you know, uh, I, it was a random trip. It was probably the most exciting time of my life. Hopefully not. It won't be the only, the, the, the exciting time of my life. Cause that was like when I was what, 32 and I, I plan on living for at least another, you know, 60, 70 more years, maybe 80, depending on, you know, the medical, the medical field and how, what the advances in modern science are. But I was thinking about it because, you know, to, to do that, to get on that trip, I actually, you know, I, I set up a little bit of uh, forgiveness, a.k.a. a savings account. And so I had like, you know, a little reserve and you know, kind of like, you know, a little, a little rain. You know, it was like, that's essentially what old McDonald did. And um, I set up a little reserve. I put up a, a little bit of something aside just in case I wanted to do something. You know, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I figured there should be something I could do outside of, you know, buying a house, buying a new car, buying new stuff. So I just had something on the side. And uh Lo and behold, you know, I had this thing and I was thinking about, you know, starting a business with it. But uh, one of my clients you know, gave me the opportunity to uh, go down to the Bahamas with them. And it was an extravagant trip. I'm telling you, we we first went to Miami. We we're driving around in Rolls Royces and Lamborghinis. We stayed in a, a suite that Rihanna stayed in the couple of nights before. And it was nice. You know, I was in a luxury yacht in the Bahamas and right next to Jerry Seinfeld, believe it or not. So. Well, the thing I'm getting at here, though, is that wherever you are in life, you have to forget, build forgiveness into the land. You know, Warren Buffett was actually once asked at a shareholders meeting why he kept $20 billion in the bank. You know, it's not something that an investment company normally does. So, you know, I think it would be a legitimate question, right? Like, why do you have $20 billion in the bank? Maybe $20 million, but $20 billion is almost, sound, almost sounds absurd. So he said that he doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to bet on the kindness of strangers. And what he meant by that is he didn't want to be forced into trying to make a deal with someone simply because he just didn't have the cash on hand to make the deal. You know, and the same with, goes with uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He played in the NBA for 20 years as a, as a big man. He was seven foot two. And he wasn't expected to spend much time on the court because, you know, at that time, back in the 70s, you know, they didn't have the same protocols and they didn't say have the same scientific advances or whatnot. So, you know, they, you know, big men didn't really spend that much time on the court or just in the league at all. So it turns out he hardly actually missed any games in his 20 years and played on six championship teams. So that means that he played, you know, extra games. Not only did he pay the, play the, you know, I don't know what it was. It was probably a 60-game season at the time. But he also played in six championship games. So he actually uh, played more than your average person. And it was actually because he practiced yoga. I'm not saying that yoga needs to be your lifeblood, but, you know, think about this. Yoga wasn't something that was even a thing back in the early 70s, maybe yeah, 80s. But well, what, what I'm getting at here is that it's all about in investing before you need to. You know, a lot of people, they wait until like, you know, the last minute and they think about something they want and then they start in, investing in themselves. They start saving money and stuff like that. But Putting in the extra time for things that you know you might need later, putting in extra money, putting in extra 
effort. You know, it works for everything. Even if it even works for relationships, you can practice acts of kindness just by giving to another person. You know, it doesn't have to be Valentine's Day or Christmas. There's really no rules to, to giving. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, it comes down to you know, you get out what you put in. So you, sh- you shouldn't have to rely on the the random acts of strangers to brighten your day because your day should always be bright because your cause should be giving. You know, having a reserve or a buffer for any any time you might make a mistake is is key because nobody's perfect. So you know, just just thinking about that, like we're not perfect, so you have to kind of forgive yourself as well as forgiving others. You know. Going back to what I was talking about a little bit earlier in my morning study, I was thinking about love and hate. You know, they're two very powerful things. And our belief has always been that when we hate someone, we dislike them. And when we love somebody, we, well, you know, you get the, you get the gist. So, anywho, I'd I, I like you to consider this. You know, evil or hate is not deviance at all. So now I want you to listen closely because I know that might be a little bit confusing. Think about this. This book that I read, that I read, I am, I and thou, essentially, you know, outlines the point that you know I am you. We are all one in this universe. So if you think about this in every sense, like, what are the? the there's got to be things that you don't like about them your, yourself, right? There, there's things that are out there, things in your life that you probably do that you just detest, you know, or things about yourself that you look at that you just that makes you kind of cringe sometimes. Right. So does that mean you hate or don't like yourself? And obviously the answer here should be no. But the way I see it, you know, is that hatred is not an example of evil, but of ignorance. So if you see things or people as reduced to it rather than, you know, the chair or Bobby or Michelle or whatever, You'll never be enlightened to the their whole being of thou. You know, it's you. You only see them as it. You know, the the takeaway here is that love is different than hate, and that hate reduces whatever the object of that feeling is to an it, right? You know, them, it, not an individual. While love encompasses encompasses the whole being and embraces all attributes of that object, whether it be a person, place, or thing. So I know it's pretty deep stuff, and it's just something for you to think about. So it's like, what I'm essentially saying here is that when you build forgiveness in the land, you're actually forgiving yourself. You're, you know, you're acknowledging that you're not perfect and acknowledging that you live in a world that's not perfect. And so if you acknowledge that fact that you are not perfect and you live in a world that's not perfect, you see things as the individuals that they are. You see things as you because they are you, except for in a different form, but essentially they are you. If you take away one skin cell from one human being, are they not a human being? Yeah, they're still a human being. They just have one skin cell that's gone. So you think about it. We're all these parts that are composed into a whole, but we're all just kind of composed in different things you know it's like what actually what actually is a thing you know it's like there's so many ways to look at it it's like what actually is a thing it's like you could say it's molecules that are put together to form a person or a chair or a desk but if you take away these molecules you know like how far do you go until it's not that thing right i'm getting a little deep here but it's just something to consider is that like we all are all these we're all just things that are put together 
to form this identity that we call our that we call ourselves you know human or chair or table or desk you know it's like once you break it down that way you really are we are just one you know we're one thing so taking that in consideration knowing that we're all one thing and you are part of that one thing you have to have forgiveness because that's the realization that things don't go exactly as you as how you want and on top of that because things don't go how you want we don't exactly get what we want the time at the time we want it but on top of that on top of that on top of that we got to think about we're not perfect so that thing that we want maybe not what we actually need you know we have a limited capacity to think about where we are what we are and who we are because we're just these specks in this infinite universe and these specks are really part of that whole so again what i'm saying here is that building forgiveness into the land is understanding that you are an individual in this grand <laughs> grand scheme of things this grand scheme that we call the universe and you are just one part of this whole that is connected and if you're not perfect it's only because you don't have that entire perspective just like everybody and everything else in this universe so build forgiveness into yourself into the land and of course for everyone else so that's what i got for you today a little atonement action you know just thinking about it you know like in the jewish religion uh you know i've actually asked a few people because i don't know you know i'm not jewish so i don't know much about it but i do have a lot of people around me that are of that faith and i understand the day of atonement as being asking for forgiveness not just you know from other people but forgiveness from yourself as well as from god or the universe or spirit or whatever you want to call it right <laughs> oneness whatever you want to call it whatever that higher power is in your vocabulary it's asking for forgiveness because you're understanding that you're not perfect and that nobody else is perfect but only one thing and that one thing we don't really have complete access to because we're these minuscule beings but we do have some sort of access and understanding that it is as perfect as it's going to be because it knows if it does know <laughs> way more than what we know. And so, as long as you can understand that, then you understand that we're all just doing the best that we can. All right, so I do appreciate you listening to this episode. I hope that you listen to it more than once, you know, share it with other people. Of course, subscribe if you haven't and leave a rating or review <laughs> if you enjoy this episode. All right, so we'll see what happens on Friday. <laughs> I've been missing the past couple Fridays, uh, but I'm feeling pretty good today, uh, unlike last Wednesday where I was feeling a little down and out. So uh, I'm feeling pretty good. So uh, I feel confident that we'll have something for you for Friday. All right, so I'll check you later. And as always, keep good company.